Today's episode of T's Table Talk Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk to get a free audiobook. Hi. This is T from T's Table Talk. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Delighted. Loving this sweater. Thank you so much. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, for my audience, I'm just going to read a little bit of, of your biography, mm-hmm. and then we'll get right into it, okay? Okay. So Vi Higginson, noted author, playwright, radio and TV personality, has garnered an excellent reputation and won many awards for providing excellent products and services to African-American audiences, a decade of being behind the microphone and on major New York stations like WB. LS FM, WWRL AM, WRKS FM in 1983. Vi also co wrote, produced, and directed the classic black gospel music mama musical mama i want to sing which ran for eight years and 2200 performances at the off-broadway hexer theater in east harlem i am excited to have vi higginson hi hi I wish I had a an applause uh, meter. Uh, I don't have that, but I'll work on that in the future. Oh. I am. I have to tell you again. Thank you so much for joining me on Tea's Table Talk. I am a fan. I've been a fan since I was a little younger, so I won't talk about my age. But <laughs> but uh, let's just say that uh, uh, Mama, I want to sing was the talk of of you know of. of of our family, uh, we, you know, everyone, everywhere was going to see that show. And so when I was able to uh, to happen upon you in Harlem, I said, oh, my goodness, I've got to get her on my show. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Well, it is my joy. It's lovely to talk to you and your audience. Thank you. So I just want to ask you, I want to go back a little bit. Um, I didn't realize prior to uh, receiving your bio that you were in radio. Can you tell yes. me a little bit about your venture into radio, how that came about? Mm-hmm. Sure. I was the first woman in New York primetime radio on a radio station called WBLS, where Frankie Crocker started as a program director. And uh, those days were here in Harlem, right above the Red Rooster in the building. Um, wow. Uh, That's yeah, where you recorded. 310 Lenox Avenue. Yes, it's a half a block away from where I was born, in fact. Wow. And, um, yeah, there were there was one woman on the radio at midnight. Her name was Allison Steele. 
And uh, so we broke down that barrier in radio, and it was a wonderful time in radio. It was one of the most creative time periods because the music was sensational. It's an emerging generation of creativity just after the civil rights movement where there were musicians and writers and composers and singers, and they were putting their best foot forward. So uh, WBLS was a reflection of that African-American musical experience. It was a total black experience in sound. It was gospel and jazz and R&B and soul and Latin, all forms of uh, music. So that was my foray. It was a man's world, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you have to survive inside of that. Uh, We moved from there. Uh, It was really started at WLIB, and then we moved from WLIB to WBLS after the station was purchased by the fame uh, uh, the Honorable Percy Sutton and mm-hmm. a group of investors brought WLIB, AM, and FM, and then it became WBLS. Mm. And that's when we moved downtown, and that radio station became number one, not only in New York City, but around the United States, and stood as a flagship or as an example of the power of black music. Did you study uh, media in school, um, or was it, or were you part of the the church? Uh, which kind of married, help you marry the two to become a radio host? Um, just both. One, both. Both. Okay. I did both. I started out in the fashion industry, and I thought I wanted to commentate on fashion and beauty. Um, but I also went to broadcasting school where I learned the trade. Wow. And um, then I had no idea of becoming a radio personality as a disc jockey. But I... Um, I with Frankie Crocker's tutelage. Um, Frankie Crocker, be, yes. Yeah, became the, a, a disc jockey, yes. Yeah. So I did study broadcasting, and um, I, I was part of the church mm-hmm. and part of the fashion industry. Now, um, since you mentioned part of the, fa- part of the fashion industry, um, just a fun fact, my grandmother uh, used to support the uh, Harlem Institute of Fashion. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know where it is now. Uh, I, you know, I couldn't tell you if it still exists, <laughs> but she would support, support, and she always went to the shows. And uh, I, it does it still exist? Is it still around? Well, it used to be on the same block, about just a few doors down. But the woman who was in charge passed away, and uh, I think her relatives. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, well, maybe that's something we, you know, we can uh, re- revive or something in a, at a future time. Um, now, let's can you let's talk about how you became a, a I guess a writer, or and uh, how you came up with the idea to uh, to write the play, Mama, I Want to Sing. Well, How did that story, idea come about? Yeah, well, the story is about my oldest sister, Doris Troy. Okay. But it's really a story of music. Mm-hmm. And the music, how it came out of the church and then into the world arena, both on radio and in the the Apollo Theater and around the world. I mean, um, so it's the evolution of African-American music in Mama, I Want to Sing. That emerging generation mm-hmm. who wanted to be seen and who wanted to be heard, mm-hmm. and music was the path to that. And it's uh, music is our authentic American art form, and so that's how we were able to manage to write a show like Mama I Want to Sing by reflecting the real reality of our existence through music. 
So one day, so you were just, you know, kind of sitting and, you know, um, and being pensive, about, you know, with your thoughts. And and then the idea came up, manifested itself like that? Or were you talking well, to... Well, it was a little bit more complicated than that. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> no, I was actually talking to a friend and the friend said, oh, my God, that's such a great story. Uh-huh. Uh, you need to write it. And then I wrote it. Wow. Along with my current husband. Ken and how Lydro. long... Mm-hmm. How long did it take to write the, the play or the, the I guess, is it the manuscript, I guess? It's, well, how long did it take to write the well, draft? Well, actually, it came in pretty much one setting. Um, and then it was wow. flushed out over time with different songs and different lyrics and other things. But the structure was there. And you were, so you wrote this, not just the play, but the songs as well? We wrote all the lyrics. Wow. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, so to so today, um, well, well, one, okay. I my understanding. I'll I'll just stay on this topic since we're talking about Mama. I want to sing. Um, it was it ran at the Hexer Theater for mm-hmm. several years. Eight years. Mm-hmm. Eight eight years, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, it. Uh, I think the Hexer Theater was renamed. Well, what happened is that we got evicted. Oh, <laughs> they okay. threw us out because uh, there were some issues in, in terms of whose territory it was, and so there was some conflict. Be and then we were in the middle of it, and it got broke. We couldn't fix it, and we had to move. Understood. So we moved out, but we went around the United States for two and a half years to every major and secondary city, mm-hmm. and uh, then we went to Japan. And since 1988, two to three times a year. Mm-hmm. And we traveled all throughout Europe. Yeah. Wow. With Mama, I want to say, telling this story about the music and this little girl from Harlem that uh, wanted to sing. So um, now, uh, and then what, when was that the last show? What year was the last show? Well, the the truth is we really never stopped. But, you never um, stopped? Okay, well, because... Our, we are celebrating now our 35th anniversary on November 16th, and uh-huh. as fate would have it, it has us going back to where we originally started. The Hexha at the Theater. Hexha Theater, 5th Avenue, 104th Street. So wow. we're going there to celebrate 35 years with two performances, and uh, we're going to establish the Doris Troy Legacy Award. Uh, for a woman in entertainment, and that was going to go to one of the original girls in the show, Desiree Coleman Jackson. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes, yeah, she did an amazing job uh, in that play. She was the main character uh, who's, who the play is centered around, based upon. So now, um, so how can, how can we, uh, you know, if someone is interested in, in seeing the show, how can uh, my uh, audience uh, take part? Is there, what, what is, is there a telephone yeah, number? Yeah, I'd website? be happy to tell you how to do it because we're <laughs> going to have a good time. We're going to really celebrate. This is a show, but it's also a party. It's a celebration. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's how we feel about it. And so it is going to be on November 16th. November 16th. And, and the... There's a 1 o'clock show and a 5 o'clock show. And it's going to, you can get tickets online mm-hmm. at the Mama Foundation for the Arts.org or call this number, easy, 212 280 1045. And our ticket specialist will be happy to accommodate you and make sure. So you can buy online, Mama, I want to sing, or you can telephone, telephone it. 
Okay. All right. Well, I'll be there uh, oh, for, for sure. I'm going to get yeah. my ticket. And it's fun to come with family and friends. Absolutely. And it's, a good it's a good night out. So, so is is Desiree Coleman reprising the role? Has she just she been? Oh, has she's she going to come to receive her award, and hopefully, uh, we can coach her to sing a song for us. Okay. 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 Wonderful. I speaking of the Mamas Foundation, I because before you go, I did not want to uh, leave that out. Can you tell my audience about the Mama Foundation? Uh, oh. The Mama Foundation is an outgrowth of Mama, I Want to Sing. So Mama means to nourish, encourage, and fine-tune. And foundation means to educate, experience, and gain access to opportunities. So we use young people to study the art of gospel, jazz, and R&B. So the music never dies. We pass it on from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. The program is offered free, but we have earned income by the performances that we do when we raise our voices throughout the city or when people engage us to sing for them. So that's how we manage to support ourselves and keep the program free. We take in uh, at least 50 young people each semester between 11 and 19 years old. And um, at the end of each semester, there is a big concert so they can show off what they've learned. So is it only is it only singing? Is it is there uh, instruments uh, training? We we take a holistic approach to music, which means that we it's vocal, but we deal with the body, mind and spirit of young people. That's what we do. And. We use music as an instrument to um, make a whole human being productive to their family and themselves and their community. That's the approach. And music has a power to do that. Yes. Okay. And so anyone, any any youth, I guess what age, what to what? 11 to 19 years old. And if they're interested to register for our musical program, Mm -hmm. after school program starts on Saturday, they can call 212-280-1045 and we'll be happy to accommodate them. Well, um, listen, you sound like you have a lot on your plate. Like, you know, you you haven't stopped. I love what we do. <laughs> We're passionate. We're passionate. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. you've got to definitely keep doing what you're doing and, um, you know, and uh, what you're doing with the youth as far as, um, you know, this this type of training. Each one teach one is, uh, is, uh. is wonderful. Uh, you are to be commended. And um, I just want to ask you, since your plate seems to be full, or you know, uh, not that you cannot handle it, but I just want to ask you, what do you do to decompress? What, how, how do you, t- how, what's your self-care regimen? I, um, I really uh, examine my relationship with time, mm-hmm. with food, mm-hmm. with meditation, mm-hmm. mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional balance is what my goal is in order to uh, complete the mission and the vision. So that's, that's what we try to do. Well, it seems to uh, be meditate. working for you. <laughs> It, thank you. It, it seems to be working for you, Vi. Listen, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for joining T's Table Talk today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thank you for all that you do in the community, in the village of Harlem, and throughout New York City for our youth, and in terms of, uh, of, of culturally for, for our people and for people uh, in general. 
Well, thank you for lifting our name, and thank you for the wonderful words, and I appreciate you, and you keep up the good work. We'll Be do. encouraged. We'll okay. do. Thank you okay. so very much. All righty. Take Alrighty. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, a legend, Vi Higginson. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this. I told you, you have got to stay tuned because we are going to be speaking to some amazing women who are doing amazing work in, 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 in politics, in business, arts and culture, social issues. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've said it before. I hope you know that I mean business. I want to thank you for joining Tea's Table Talk, for joining me tonight, tonight on Tea's Table Talk. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>